It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river, 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Today's show, we're going to recap the race at Michigan. We're going to cover a couple of headlines, get you uh, updated with some of the latest news locally and nationally. And then at turn number two, easily one of our favorite people to have on the show on a regular basis, as often as we possibly can. Uh, David Starr is going to join us and talk about his run over uh, well, coming up in uh, at Kansas for the uh, what Kansas Lottery 300 Xfinity Series race on Saturday, September 10th. So big show lined up for you. Dirk, let's start off with Michigan in a 65 race winless streak comes to an end for Kevin Harvick. Yeah, it uh, was a disappointing win for me just because of my own stupidity. Oh, yeah, I actually started getting casino coupons again, and this weekend was the first time. Mm -hmm. So Sunday morning, I figure I'm going to go over and uh, over to Mullen Ford and check out the auto show. But before that, I'll go an hour early and I'll play my coupons. And I did that. And I won a little money. And so I went over to the sports book and I was going to place a bet on a number four. And when I saw the odds, it scared me away. You know, it cost this young, young old guy here 2500 bucks. Oh, ouch. That was for a $100 bet. That's what I would have would have collected 2600 but 25 oh. plus 100 I bet. Ooh-wee. So, and, of course, as normal for the Fantasy League, I took the 18. And then he got all bundled up in the first stage and I think finished second to last. So, yeah, it's just a regular season for me there. But, yeah, the yeah, other I, one hurt. When I, I saw who won, I didn't even watch the rest of the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was collected pretty early, wasn't he? Uh, ended up yeah. finishing 36th after completing 24 laps. Yeah, he he got bungled up in that restart on uh, after the competition caution. So. I ended up taking Bubba Wallace and I got 35 points, 30. Yeah. 35 points. Uh, he didn't finish in any of in the top 10 in either of the stages, but a second place finish after qualifying on the pole. Um, seems like just looking at the stat sheet, it was a lot of movers and shakers. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different uh, race leaders. Um, six of them were 20 plus laps. Uh, the other three were, you know, probably just green flag stop lap leaders being Eric Jones, Ty Gibbs and Chris Busher. But a couple of big wrecks that are probably expected when it comes to a racetrack that's got such high speeds like Michigan does. Well, no, Michigan's never been a, a demo derby track. Michigan's more known for gas mileage wins than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's, uh, it 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 is a high speed track, and so you can easily have pile ups there. Oh yeah, yeah, they get after it. Yeah, there's you know it's a two mile track with a long straightaway and that big D straight on the front. Um, I was early in the race yesterday, and there was uh, uh, what was the fast lap? I remember two hundred and two mile an hour going into turn one. Mm, I don't see. 
a fastest lap time on my stat sheet. Well, not a lap. That was just the top speed. Oh, okay. Yeah, qualifying was, I don't know, 187 or 188 miles an hour for the lap. Yeah. But going that, that front straightaway is so long with that big arc, that big D shape, Mm -hmm. that they really hammer it down going into turn one. And, of course, that's where the accident happened. And it was by back markers. I mean, it was J.J. Yaley in the 15 that got squirrely. And he lost the nose because he was the he was car number two from the bottom on a four wide, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, uh, a bunch of the front runners pitted and a bunch of the back people stayed out. And 15 mile an hour slower going into turn one. Yeah, it, it was just an ugly deal. Right. It happened. It'll happen again. Happened it yesterday. It'll happen again. So coming back to the results, we talked about Kevin Harvick getting the win. Uh critical win from him as we're coming down to three races left for to settle the playoffs. And he is, you know, with three races left in what one spot? Yeah, one spot left where you could point your way in. Um I th actually, I think as I look at it, Kevin Harvick is pretty safe. He's probably locked in. He's currently sitting 10th, 618 points, one win on the season. Uh, Kurt Busch, one win. He has dropped down to uh, 15th. So if Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., uh, there's quite a few drivers that if they were to get a win in the next three races, they would essentially, they would absolutely knock uh, Kurt Busch out. Yeah, I didn't know if it was going to be Kurt Busch or if it was going to be... Uh... Austin Sendrick that would uh, in the two car that would take the dive, but uh, yeah, it would be Kurt Busch because well, he's missed three races. Yeah, so. he's four eighty five to to Austin Sendrick's five thirty one. Yeah, well, if he hadn't missed all those races, I think he'd be it'd be a different be, story. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a little bit different story, but yeah, I mean, you got fifteen winners now. You got three races left, and obviously, you do have some cars that could win. I mean. You got Blaney, you got Truex. Those are your main two, mm -hmm. but you've got a lot of other drivers that have won a race or two. I mean, Austin Dillon's in there, Eric Almarola's in there, Chris Busher's in there. These are all guys that have won, you know. Um, but if you if you just go to the top of the heap, you got Truex and Ryan Blaney are the two guys you figure if if somebody's going to win in these next three races, it's going to be one of those two guys. And out of those two and the three races we got left, I think the best chance for a win is Truax this week at Richmond. I think I would agree with that with you uh, completely. Uh, okay. in a, a win, you know, a win or go home type situation now with the three races left. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So getting back to it, the results, Kevin Harvey gets the win. Bubba Wallace comes home in second, Danny Hamlin in third, Joey Logano fourth. Ryan Blaney, fifth, Martin Truex, Jr., Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, Alex Bowman, and Ty Gibbs round out your top 10. Uh, we talked about Kyle Busch, uh, early retirement from that race after an accident in lap 24. Eric Amarola, also early retirement. Uh, Tyler Reddick was done uh, after 110 laps. Eric, uh, excuse me, Kyle Busch, 36th. Eric Amarola, 34th. Tyler Reddick, 29th. Christopher Bell, 26th. He was involved in an accident also late in the race. Uh, Ross Chastain had a chance for a little bit. I think he was involved in an accident. Quite a few cars that had a little bit of damage to them that probably affected their arrow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, that track is definitely an arrow track. The draft is real big at that track. Um, but it uh, they had they had enough cautions that it didn't become a mileage race. So mm -hmm. I was trying to find a graphic of the 
bubble drivers and we could talk a little bit more about that, but I can't f- seem to find it. So we'll just go ahead and move on from that. Well, your basic bubble drivers are Blaney and, and Truex. There's nobody yeah. else really close because Harvick would have been the next one, but now he won. Yeah. I was trying to see who was who would have been 18th and or 19th and 20th. Yeah, I, I don't think they're close enough with three races to go to make a difference. You know, unless it's like I said, it's it's winner go home. It's, it's for everybody except Blaney right now. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Eric Jones is 18th. He's 190 points behind the cut line. Eric Amarola is 19th, 210 points behind the cut line, and Bubba Wallace, um, he is 235 points behind the cut line. So it would have to be a win for, you know, Martin Trucks Jr could point his way in over the next three races if Ryan Blaney has an issue. But Eric Jones, Eric Amarola, Bubba Wallace, Austin Dillon, and Justin Haley, who are 18th to 22nd, all need to get a win. And, yeah, that, like I said, Harvick, you know, if Harvick hadn't a won, he probably wasn't going to get in on points. Yeah, I don't think he was. Uh, we, we talked about that a couple of weeks back of his struggles. You know, but uh, he got her done, and he likes that track that was – Win number six or seven for him there. I don't remember, but uh, I thought I heard him say like eight, but at seven's probably right. Well, it could be eight. I just know he's won a whole bunch of races there. Yeah, he's had a couple solid runs, you know, as of late, but still really hasn't been in contention for a win. And, you know, got her done, and I just knew he was good at the track. That's why I wanted to go look at him. I just didn't think he'd be that much of an underdog to bet. Yeah, if he would have been. You know, 100 to win 2,000 or 1,800, I was going to bet it. But when it was 2,500, I said, yeah. It scared me away. Yeah. I'm not really surprised because they have really struggled for what Stuart Haas racing and what Kevin Harvick should be racing like this season. Well, see, I, I don't consider anybody, you know, you just said racing like this season. There's It's a new car. Yeah. Any, everything else is out the window. That's why you're seeing these young guys do so well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were talking about it. We, we were talking about the points. Uh, I think I clicked away from it, but I think there was eight drivers with one win on the season that are taking up a majority of the playoff positions. Sounds about right. All right. Let's get to some of the news and headlines. Uh, scary moment for Kyle Bush as he was in the mall of America in Minnesota on Thursday. And as shots were fired uh, pictures and video of him uh, exiting a ride that him and his son Brexton were in line for. And then um, he ended up talking about it a lot this weekend in Michigan, uh, having a long press conference about it, but uh, didn't sound like he was too close to the gunshots, but probably still a scary situation. Cause you, I mean, when, when you hear that that is going on, uh, you have no idea what, what to do, which way do I go? You know, where's the closest exit? How do I get out of this place? I mean, that, that's got to be a scary situation. If you hear the bang, you're close enough to feel the lead. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's all there is to it. You him know, and his, or anything. Him and his, uh, his son, Brexton, and his wife, uh, Samantha, I think she was with their daughter that was just born earlier this year, um, and everybody got out safely. He said they reunited with them within about five minutes, felt like about five minutes, and then they were leaving the mall. But scary situation there. Talked about Kevin Harvick ending his 65 race winless streak and no issues were found for Kevin Harvick's number four at the racetrack. He, the number nine of Chase Elliott and the number 11 of Denny Hamlin 
the, their cars were all heading back to the NASCAR R&D Center for Teardown. If we have any issues, we'll hear about those coming up uh, Wednesday, so we'll get those to you on Thursday. Locally, uh, it was announced earlier this week that Steve Kaziski was going to be inducted into the Belleville High Banks Hall of Fame. Uh, big article that was shared. I can share it out on the Front Stretch Facebook page. In fact, I should, definitely should. A good read about Steve's career, his uh, his history in the sport, and and what he's contributed to it. So, I uh, wanted to make sure and point that out. Always like it when uh, when local guys like that are getting into the big Hall of Fames. Well, uh, I do believe that induction was this past Saturday. Oh, was it? Yeah, I believe Stan Caesar had the honor of making the announcement uh, down there at the 305 Belleville Nationals they had this past weekend. Oh, cool. Uh, you talked about you'd headed down to the uh, second annual Magnolia Ford car show supporting Operation 22 Till Freedom. Appreciate you posting a couple of pictures of some of the cars you saw. Uh, good turnout, though? Uh, yeah, considering, you know, what the morning started out like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that kept a few cars away, but uh, Kim Elder was over there helping them park cars and stuff. And I saw him right after they uh, played the national anthem. And uh, he said, I'm about out of room because he was talking to Dan and Justin. I went over and introduced myself, met both the guys. And oh, cool. uh, um, just for future reference, we are going to get reached out to here in the next few weeks because they've got another event coming up. Yeah. And I also met. Uh, one of the guys that's working with the charity there that also helps out with the one we missed last year with the toys for tots. Okay. So yeah, make sure I let's him to make sure and get a hold of us. I want to say there's a first weekend, October or something. Okay. We'll stay on that. We'll try to get that done. Yeah. That's, you know, I told him, I said, yeah, we missed you guys. You know, I said, we were working with Gunny Louise a couple of years ago. And I said, there was a new guy two years ago and we missed it last year. You know, it, it was here and gone before I even thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so please reach out to us, and he guaranteed he would. So, uh, so that's really cool. Uh, good to see an, an operation like that happening. And again, like Dirk said, there's a poker ride coming or a poker run coming for motorcyclists for Operation Twenty Two Till Freedom. We'll get you more information more information on that coming up in the next week. Uh, Dirk, did you see the picture of our buddies over at Quaker Steak and Lube? They are giving away a pallet of Bush Light farm cans yeah i uh i didn't get a chance to read up on it because all i'm knowing you know with my one maybe two beers a weekend type deal i'm thinking if i had a pallet of bush light it would definitely go past the date rather quickly but i could have a hell of a party before it happened you know? yeah i'd attend to uh purchase a raffle ticket inside quaker steak and lube ask any one of the staff members to purchase they're 30 dollars each or two for 50 dollars. obviously you must be 21 or over to participate um i believe they're going to be drawing this on the final night of the classic car cruise and at least what's scheduled to be the final night on september 29th so get over to quaker steak and lube uh ticket sales are going to be benefiting the wheels of courage uh, foundation so that's uh, another cool deal that that uh, we're happy to promote also yeah that's that's what i was just gonna ask exactly who's uh you know where that money's going to because i figured it'd be something like that but yeah i didn't know if it was that one or not i think that's it for headlines anything else you think we need to cover not that i can think of right off the top of my head okay uh, race saver nationals at Eagle raceway, just around the corner. In fact, it's about a, a little under a month away, September 1st through the fourth four day tickets are available for just $55. Uh, 
practice on Thursday along with the uh, race of champions heat races. And then it's qualifying races on Friday and Saturday, last chance qualifying races on Sunday. And then the big A feature where the champion will be crowned. It'll be really interesting to see what car count they get this year. They've, they've been right at about a hundred to 110 most years. Um, this year they added a $20 early registration fee until August 23rd. And then I think it's going to go up to a hundred dollars after that. But I wonder if a lot of drivers are going to stay home, especially when you talk about the contingent of uh, Texas drivers that make their way up North or Oklahoma, some over from California too. Uh, I just wonder if gas prices or the tire shortages are going to affect the number of cars that we'll see at the race saver nationals. Yeah, I don't know, but, uh, you started talking about the 305s again, and that did kind of bring up the article I read, or I should say Stan put on Facebook about the 305s on Saturday night. Um, had some local guys down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we talked to Stu a week ago, and I, I'm, if I remember right, 13th, I think, for Stu. Um, uh, he got fifth on Friday. I did not see where he finished on Saturday. I want to say 13th, the, the best local, um, kind of out of nowhere, uh, was Chad cook. Um, sixth, I think he was driving somebody's car. Yeah. Yeah. I think sixth is right. He was in a weird and, number. It was like number nine or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't even remember who won the race, but Stan talked about it. Evidently at the beginning of the race, there was, little bit of a, a tangle up and Tyler Drukey ended up. And so I think he, he ended up with like a 22nd or 23rd. It was a first lap deal and he couldn't compete. Um, Gunner Pike broke about 10 laps in, ended up 21st. Um, I don't remember a bunch of the other guys, but the interesting part is one of the guys that was involved in that mix up on the first lap started on the restart 22nd. Wow. Passed for the lead on the white flag. Jeez. To win the race. Well, let's say, let's change that. To take the checkers. Oh. Um, And then tried to scale three different times, running in both directions, and did not make weight. Uh, Ouch. That's tough. (laughs) But I I bet it was a heck of a show to watch him come from the back. Yeah, I bet so. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us in this turn. Anything else we need to make sure and cover? No, I think that'll do it. All righty. We'll be back in turn number two. David Starr, driver of the 08 in the Xfinity series, is going to join us and talk about, uh, you know, stuff. I mean, we just we talk a little bit about Kansas. We talk a little bit about his history. As we do with David, we just kind of talk about stuff. And I we talked to him uh, a little bit earlier tonight as a pre-recorded piece. And uh, I, I think, uh, I think he did a great job as always. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you guys should definitely enjoy that coming up here in turn number two. He's always a good listen. Well, again, that's going to do it for us in turn number one. We'll be back in turn number two. Hang tight. The front stretch. We'll be right back. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 
The official watering hole of the Front Stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the Front Stretch. Get over to the Lube for all the great food, sights, and sounds. It always gets overlooked with all the beautiful cars that Quaker Steak and Lube has mounted on the walls and up on the uh, jack stands that you can check out. All the old classic cars over at Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs. Get over and enjoy all the great menu items, uh, drink specials, the events going on throughout the week. Make sure to follow him. Quicker Steak and Lumen Council Bluffs for more information. Joining us on the show now, Dirk, I think he is easily going to go down as probably our favorite and most frequent guest, David Starr of uh, the, well, of NASCAR, basically. We've talked to him uh, as a uh, many different drivers of many different cars. And uh, now we're talking to him tonight, getting set for the Kansas race coming up in September. David, man, good to talk to you, bud. Man, thanks for having me on the front stretch again, guys. How y'all doing? We're living the dream as always. Enjoying the beautiful weather in Omaha. <laughs> taking butt and taking names. Man, that's awesome, man. I de- we uh we're definitely living the dream, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the dream to end, that's for sure. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, that that shows. I mean, we've I was going back and listening to a couple of them. I remember us having the conversation, as you say that, having the conversation just after you'd been let go from one of your teams. And you went to work and drummed up some great sponsorship. And I think within like four or five weeks, you had a, a ride back put put back together. So I think you're absolutely right. You're probably one of those guys that you're still living out the dream and, and there's no way you're waking up. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I've, I've been blessed, uh, fortunate over the years. I mean, you know, I always pinch myself to, to make a living in NASCAR racing for 24 years. Uh, you know, obviously there's been a lot of challenges and, uh, peaks and valleys but uh but man to make a living and living out the dream for 24 years you know it's just been incredible and uh just all the sponsors and the people you're driven for i'm just so thankful even a bad day is a good day for me yeah i was i've, I've, I've always kind of wondered with you you know you've you've scrapped and, and put things together and have you ever sat back and i know you're an incredibly appreciative guy so i don't i don't even know if you've actually ever thought this but have you ever sat back and thought, man, what if I would have gotten one of those big rides that that a couple of these people have been fortunate enough to be blessed with? Could I have made an, a, a shot of it? Well, you know, I, I uh, you know, I had the, the cool thing about it is, you know, early on in my career in the truck series, I, I drove for some really great teams that were equal. You know, you was on an equal playing field. You had the engineering, the technology equaled horsepower. Uh, you know, you had what it took to be able to, you know, put yourself in a position to win races, you know, and uh, that lasted, I don't know, eight or nine years. And then, uh, you know, to be able to continue on and make a living and be a higher driver for, you know, 17 years, man, I was just, you know, you're just so grateful for it. Uh, so I've been on the really great side of it, you know, and, and should have looking back on it. Uh, you know, always been very loyal to the people that been loyal to me, 
uh, sometimes loyal to a fault, you know, because I had phone calls from Richard Childress and Roush Racing giving me opportunities to run the Bush Series back then and, and uh, ha- you know, uh, and thankfully declined, you know, happy to decline them at the time because, you know, I didn't feel like I, I really deserved the opportunity to race in the Bush side if you hadn't won a championship in the NASCAR truck series you know what i mean so mm-hmm. you you look at some of those decisions you made over the years and you know you look at them today and you're thinking man why that was dumb why did i do that but you know you you do the right thing and 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 what what you think's right and uh hey being loyal to the people that bring you to the dance there's never going to be anything wrong with that but looking back on it i should have really considered that harder when you know when i've denied those opportunities because they were there but, uh, but hey, man, at the end of the day, I've still been blessed, and it's been wonderful. Well, even, be- if you didn't, even if you didn't take that deal, you know, with RCR or something like that uh, full-time, maybe if you could have just, you know, popped a double header in here or there, you know, on a, you know, a two-race weekend or something, maybe that would got you somewhere. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I had opportunities uh, to go run. You know, one was like a – 15 16 race deal the other one I, I believe i remember right was a 10 race deal i just uh you know made a decision to to to, to keep doing what i was doing and uh with a little bit of a uh you know influence from the team owner uh you know because at the time those opportunities came i was leading the the point series in the truck series and uh you know again you know you just you thank you you know you you want to stay loyal to the, the people that brought you to the dance, you know, and, uh, but man, not under really understanding the opportunity that came your way and then, and then passing it up because you wanted to win a championship, but you know, Hey, you know, you, you make the decisions, you live with them and, and, uh, it is what it is. So, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, to, to be able to race for 24 years and have all the great partners I've had, man, it's just, uh, it's just been amazing. And, uh, and then I don't, when I'm talking about the last 24 years, I hope to do it another five more years, you know? <laughs> well, I'll definitely read that book that David Starr writes about his stories and memories and good times and even bad times. I, that'll be a book I'll buy as soon as it hits, uh, hits the newsstands. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. <laughs> I like that right there. That's cool. You know, but, uh, but anyway, man, looking forward to coming to Kansas. What a great speedway. I love that place. Just the, you know, y'all know how awesome it is and how mm-hmm. fast it is. Uh, how many different lines there is on the racetrack uh, during a race. That was that's what makes it really uh, a special, fun place to race at. And uh, man, it's always I've always enjoyed coming to Kansas. And the and the man, the race fans, just the 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 the, the racing fans in that part of the country are amazing. You know, so as you yeah. guys. And you've got you've had some really good luck. You you seem to have uh, do very well at Kansas. Um, we're going to call it the front stretch luck because, of course, we talk to you most races that you have good finishes. Um, and so we're going to take all that luck there for you. <laughs> but uh, but well, I, you know I, it I, it I, is a it is a good track that seems to suit your driving style. Well, it's just a you know it's a racer's racetrack. You know, it's not just a one lane racetrack, and uh, you can move around on the racetrack depending on you know how the the handling it is on your race car or race truck you can move around and 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 kind of help it you know what i mean and it's a driver's track you can run up against the wall you can run in the middle you can run on the bottom you know what i mean it's just a uh 
you know, depending on uh, what the balance is of your car different times during the race, you know, I don't know. Just to me, it's one of my favorites and just a, a beautiful facility and just what they built around, around the, you know, that whole complex with the Kansas city speedway yeah. being that, you know, everything built around it. It's just, it's just always been one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. I know you like the chowder over at the yard house too. <laughs> well, all the, all the restaurants and everything around there are amazing, you know, but, uh, but just a, a great place, you know, in fact, uh, uh, Stan Ross, that owns L, uh, Digital Ally and, and Ticket Smarter, uh, one of my big sponsors for 2022 season. They're, you know, their corporate company is based there in Kansas City. So, we'll, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. But, man, just a, just a great area. I've, I've always loved racing in Kansas. I've been racing there for a long time, and I'm looking forward to coming back soon. And, and David, I kind of want to jump back to what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, your 24-year history in the sport, hopefully you're going to make it you know, 29, why not even make it an even 30, but just, do you ever sit back when you got a moment and kind of think about how much this sport has changed? You know, it's changed a lot, you know what I mean? And it's hard to reflect, you know, because you're so focused on, you know, you're just focused on what's in front of you, you know, what racetrack we're going to next, what setup are we going to, are we running? How did we run there the last time we were there, you know, and, and, and what do you think? Uh, you know what, what could we have done the last time with the setup we have you know so you're always just focused on what's right there coming up next and how to do it better and how to be more competitive how do you find more speed in the car I, that it's hard you know it's hard to to kind of reflect uh because you're just you know the competition is still there uh you're still trying to you know, get to victory lane, still trying to run as good as you, you, you can uh, with the equipment you have. So, you know, sometimes you reflect when we talk about it, when you're doing podcasts like the front stretch or, you know, other people ask you questions and, you know, it makes you stop and think for a minute. But, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I don't reflect on too much of it, but a lot of changes have happened over the years. Uh, but, you know, do you stop and think about it? No, not really. But, but to answer your question, there have been a lot a lot of changes, you know what I mean? And I think one of the biggest ones, uh, you know, back when I first got into NASCAR, when I was fortunate enough to make it as a professional, uh, you know, all, most of the racers I raced with were just hardcore racers that, that won a track champion. They were a track champion and they're where they, where they lived at, whether it be Omaha, Nebraska, Houston, Texas, or Phoenix, Arizona, you know, they're track champions either on a dirt track or an asphalt track. And, you know, and other people, you know, noticed them and other people talked about you. And then next thing you know, you had a NASCAR team owner calling you and wanting to give you an opportunity, you know. And, uh, and man, you were so blessed and so thankful to have it. Uh, uh, and these days, you know, that still happens. I think about drivers like Christopher Bell, Eric Jones, and Kyle Larson. It still happens, but it doesn't happen like it, like it used to, you know, uh, most of the racers I raced with, Dennis Setzer and Jack Sprague and Mike Skinner and, and, and Johnny Benson and on and on and on and on, you know, these guys were just started racing, obviously at a young age, built their race cars, understood how to make them go fast, understood how to race them. And, uh, you know, in today's world of, 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 of NASCAR racing, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame that a kid and, you know, in Omaha, Nebraska, who's really, killing it and doing a great job and winning a lot of races and has the opportunity has the talent 
and the ability might not ever get that chance to be a professional because he doesn't bring uh, uh, millions of dollars with him, you know what I mean? Or yeah. has the opportunity to get sponsorship. So that's probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest, biggest changes I've seen over the years. You know, most of the drivers that you see racing a NASCAR, you know, they, they bring funding with them. They bring family money. And it's just different from the group of people I raced with with NASCAR for a long time. Don't mean that they don't, you know, the guy, the kids that are privileged and the young ladies that are privileged these days, they're still great race car drivers. It's just, uh, it's just, you know, that's a big change that that's happened over the years that like that one to just really always, when somebody asks you, that's one I always think of. Well, and everyone loves a Cinderella story. And when you come from nothing and work your way to the top, you know, Dale Earnhardt Sr., part of his mystique is that he came from a poor racing family, but he was able to make his way and find the sponsors and he was talented and he was able to make it work for him. And people love a story like that. Uh, no doubt about it. And, you know, you think of one today, you know, I think of Ross Stane and yeah. what Travis done, you know, and, and you know, and, 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 you know, how hard that, Ross fought over the years. You know, I raced against him in the truck series and the Xfinity series. And, you know, he really took C rated equipment and, and almost won races with it running the top 10. And, uh, you know, it's great to see a, a young man with that much talent get the opportunity to be a superstar on the cup side from his ability. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, we were competitors. But it's it's cool to see that, and it's really a breath of fresh air. It lets other people know around the country that hey, there there is hope, and there might be opportunities if uh, if you want it bad enough, and you, you work hard for it. You know what I mean? Well, and he didn't only get the shot once because he had that that ride lined up a few years ago with Richard Childress Racing. When uh, who was it? Uh, what was the solar company that was going to sponsor him? No, he uh, wasn't, it, wasn't with Richard Childress Racing. It was with Chip Ganassi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. And then that all evaporated because of the, the 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 massive scandal, and and he had to go back to to square one or you know I guess probably more like square five with racing the Xfinity series and he gets another shot and he's making the best of it. And he's doing a great job, you know. There's obviously peaks and valleys, and you know you just never know. But you know during the the valleys, you know you got to keep your head down and keep digging and keep working. And and he never, you know that that uh that desire and that willing to do whatever it takes, you know, now look at him. So I, I have a lot of respect for him and, you know, I hope other young, young race car drivers, whether it be female or males that are racing around the country at these short tracks, you know, hopefully they're paying attention to, uh, to what Ross has done and others and uh, who maybe one day will have that same opportunity. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We're talking with David Starr, who's going to be in the number 08 for SS Greenlight Racing Ford, owned by Bobby Dodder, coming up at Kansas Speedway in a few weeks. Uh, leading up to this race, I know you you know you were kind of talking about it that that you really can't look four or five weeks, six weeks ahead and think about Kansas because you got to think about this coming weekend's race. Uh, so, what is your approach? When do you start working on your mental state for Kansas Speedway? Well, you know, uh, after we, we're done with uh, the race before that, you know, once once the checker flag flies uh, on the race where we're racing before Kansas, you know, we'll, we'll debrief Monday morning. 
uh, and then, you know, and then after we get through dream briefing, we're, we're on Canvas, you know, and, and uh, talking about, you know, set, setups and, you know, platforms of the race car and looking back on the, on who won and, and, and just kind of looking at some trends. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, we really start preparing actually a couple weeks prior, you know, just start talking about, you know, the Kansas race a couple weeks prior to the race happening, just because, uh, you know, you got to get the car set up, pull it on the pull down and, uh, you know, start working on, 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 uh, what you're going to run there. And then it just takes time to go over all the data. There's plenty of data. You can study the, you know, the race before, last year's race and maybe you can go back another year watch qualifying watch the race and just kind of understand what the trends uh, are and were and uh and what we learned this year you know with the ford mustang it's new to us uh so it's just uh you know uh we'll be working uh, on the kansas race two weeks prior to being at the racetrack here and and, and really the uh the way the schedule is these days i think dirk knows a lot about this is just now you know, you only have 20 minutes of practice, you know, and that's, that's not much. And, and, uh, today's, uh, you know, it's not much practice. You can't really change a shock or a spring and you can do air pressure and wedge and, and, uh, and a track bar. And, uh, you know, we run on these bump stops and you can, you know, uh, put a shim in or take a shim out, but that's pretty much all you can do. Uh, it ain't like the old days when you got about two hours of practice and you could change a, a spring or a shock, uh, so it, it's, it's changed, you know, so it's really important that when you unload at the, at Kansas Speedway, that you're, that you're pretty dang close, you know what I mean? Because, uh, they don't give you much time, you know? And, uh, so it, it's all, it's all different. So, uh, you really, uh, a lot of, a lot of the preparation, the setups and everything, uh, you want to really unload really, really good. And if you're way off, then it's going to be a long race for you. Now, one of the things with this year, though, that's going to throw you guys a little bit of a curveball is you're racing a month earlier, so the weather's going to be a lot different. Yeah, you know, and, and that comes, and that, you know, the temperature of the racetrack uh, obviously comes into play. Uh, the hotter the surface, the the less grip it has. And, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that uh, we, we, we talk about a lot is uh, the platform of the race car, the attitude of the race car, you know, uh, you put a lot of drag in the back of the car. So, you know, it, it, it drives good in the corners and uh, handles good. Or do you try to trim the car out to get it as low and get the rear spoiler out of the air, you know? So, you know, those are things that, that are big discussions and talked about, you know, weeks prior to coming there. It's like, hey, you know, and judging from what the track temperature and the, and the, and the, and the temperature of the day and the weather uh, will really – play into how the final setup is on the car do you do you run a car that has you know less downforce in the back of the car or do you run more drag more downforce in the car to make sure your handling's really good and you give up some speed uh some speed and and, and focus just more on handling you know so so Dirk, that's a great question man that's something we talk about a lot and, and what plays into our decisions is uh, is the weather at the time of a race you know what i mean yeah, and I, well, I remember just one of the races at Texas, uh, or not Texas, but California, where we had like 50-mile-an-hour winds all day coming down the front straightaway, and there was a couple of you guys said, yeah, it's just trying to push the tailgate right up over my head going into turn <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's interesting about that, and I remember, man, at California Speedway, man, just the winds, and, uh, you know, when it would blow, 
blow over the walls and push on the truck or you had a big headwind, you know, and, and, you know, the cool thing about all that is, uh, uh, is just, you know, everybody, it was equal for all because everybody had to deal with it. You know what I mean? So, uh, it wasn't like, you know, maybe five or 10 or trucks didn't have to deal with it. Everybody else did. It was equal for all. So it was kind of a fun challenge at times when you, when, the, when the wind blows your, your race vehicle around, it's, it's challenging. <laughs> We've been talking with David Starr, driver. He's going to be in the 08 on Sunday, September 11th at the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. David, we we talk a lot about how great NASCAR is with almost making the drivers and the teams be more fan accessible. Is there one thing that, that you truly do enjoy more than other fan accessible opportunities that you get to do uh, thanks to being a part of NASCAR? You know, it's, uh, man, I just, I love every aspect of what we do, you know, uh, just, I love, I love, I love my job and, and, you know, the, the sponsor commitments, having Ticket Smarter be, you know, be from Kansas city area and, you know, and then coming to Kansas racing and and getting to hang out with their employees and customers is going to be great, but every aspect of it is awesome. And uh, the best part about NASCAR is the fans without the fans supporting you, uh, cheering for you, coming to the races you know that we don't have a sport you know the manufacturers are here uh they want to win races they want to race good to sell more cars but if you didn't have an audience a platform that nascar offers us to everybody involved in the sport you don't have a sport so the fans are everything and anytime i have an opportunity to to do a meet and greet or an autograph session i'm all about doing it just so you can say thank you you know what i mean i'm an you know i'm nobody but if you know, a fan wants my autographs. I'm going to give it to them and thank them and, you know, talk racing with them as long as I can. And, uh, just let them know that, man, y'all make the sport what it is. You know, the racing, the competition, the driving part will come and go, uh, will, will, will go away one day. I hate to, I hate to even think about that, but you know, the friendships, the relationship, the fans you meet, they'll last, they last a lifetime. So the best part for me is all of it. But, but I have a special place in my heart for all the race fans because, again, as, as you all know, without them, you don't have a sport. And I apologize. i got to make a correction. Uh, David's going to be in the 08 uh, on Saturday, September 10th, for the Kansas Lottery 300 at Kansas Speedway. Dirk, go ahead. And, David, you've even made some fans that uh, wash your fire suits and bring you cookies. <laughs> and- <laughs> Do you, yeah. do you, do you, is it a fan or a stalker? I, I couldn't tell which one the uh, word classifies as. <laughs> well, you know, you just, you know, there's been some wonderful people that you meet across the country at different parts of the, of the country, uh, you know, that become special to you. And, uh, and, you know, if you can make their day by giving them some garage passes and, you know, they do stuff for you and you ask them for favors and they deliver on the favors, you know, you know, sometimes you're, you're, some of your biggest race fans become like family to you. You know what yeah. I mean? They're good people. And, uh, you know, you guys know that. I mean, y'all, you know, with, with what y'all do and, and how you you bring the inside of the sport to y'all's audience, you know what I mean? You got fans of y'all's show. And sometimes the fans become really good friends. And uh, sometimes, you know, they can come part of your family, you know. So uh, that's happened to me across the country. A lot of the fans that were fans – of mine for years and you see them so many times that you uh uh you know give them tickets to the race or garage pass and you know you you just kind of you spend some time with them and learn their story 
and next thing you know, they're just they're just part part of your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just know that when you go to that part of the country that you're going to have dinner with them. They're going to come to the race and it's just cool. And, and sometimes, you know, I need them to wash my racing uniform or <laughs> bring me a sandwich <laughs> or subway, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it just happens that way, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's, that's, I love that. That's funny right there. <laughs> Man, let, let's make sure and take some of the care of those great sponsors that have been helping you out in this 08 car. Man, just ticket smarter, Stan Ross and ticketsmarter.com. Uh, you know, ticket smarter is a, uh, it's just an awesome sponsor. If you want tickets to any NASCAR race, whether it be the Truck Series, Xfinity, Xfinity Series, or the Cup Series, you can go to TicketSmarter.com. Any concert, any Chiefs NFL game, or or the you know Major League Baseball, NBA basketball, TicketSmarter.com is amazing. And every every transition, uh, you know, they they donate a dollar a dollar to a a children's organization or hospital. It's amazing what they do for wow. children. And uh, man, they're just uh, you know, and 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 you know, when you when you go to ticketsmarter.com and buy tickets to a concert, you you know, it's such a it's it's such a very valuable value in the buy, you know, compared to the other other competition out there. Uh, you feel good about it. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm just so thankful that Stan Ross and, and we get to promote Ticket Smarter on and off the racetrack is just incredible. And and then having Brett Bear, Brett Bear uh, from Fox, uh, special report with Brett Bear on Fox News, it's just amazing uh, to have somebody like that, Stan Ross, behind you for the 2022 season. Again, it's kind of, you know, as we talked about earlier, it's kind of like, man, is this a dream or is this really happening? You know what I mean? Because, uh, it's pretty awesome. Just blessed with with a whole bunch of different sponsors. That's for sure. Amen. Dirk, anything else we got to cover before we wrap it up with David? No, I uh, I just wish we could still pit for him. I mean, we had a pretty good win. I think we were yeah. at 14th over at Iowa Speedway doing your pits, but you know, <laughs> NASCAR kind of ruined that good luck charm for you. Well, you know, I I think you know NASCAR, you know. Having your kids on the pit box these days, they don't allow that. And if you kind of think about it, you know, it's probably not a bad rule to keep everybody safe. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, having you know having Dirk and having you guys help on a on a on a pit stop sometimes, and not having all the safety gear and not doing it every week, it's probably probably not a bad thing that they put in some rules to kind of keep it more safe for everybody. But but it sure didn't take a it sure took away some of the fun. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I'd have gone over the wall. I know you ain't going to hit me. You got to clip the car if you do that. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Dirk, last time I see you, buddy, you look pretty dang good. So uh, he's yeah, shedding he, them pounds. Man, he he looks great and uh, doing well. And uh, hey, man, at the end of the day, that's all. As long as you feel good and uh, man, you're living life, man. We're all we're all blessed. So yeah. uh, thank you guys are doing well now. So we're all thankful for that. David Starr, thanks a lot for joining us. You know, we always love talking with you, and we can't wait to see you down in uh, Kansas uh, September 10th and 11th for the NASCAR Cup, uh, NASCAR Weekend Xfinity Series on the 10th and the Cup Series on the 11th. Take hey, care, God, buddy. Thanks. It's always great talking with you. Thanks for having me on the front stretch. And once again, that was David Starr, driver of the 08 Xfinity Series car. Xfinity Series car. I made that mistake a couple of times. Racing for Green Light Racing Ford. Always love talking with David, and I, I think he, uh, he, as always, did a fantastic job just having a simple conversation with us, but also kind of opening our eyes in some of the other areas. Yeah, he's been around in a long time. He's got a lot of knowledge <laughs> on what's going on. Yes, he does. Well, that's going to do it for us for today's show. We're going to be back on Thursday. We'll get you more headlines, and we'll get you set for the weekend of racing to come. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. 
This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Carding. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Hey guys, Stan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced and usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen.